0: I said so, and that's why. She taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. She taught me irony. Keep laughing, and I'll give you something to cry about. She's taught me stamina. You'll sit there till all the spinach is finished. Now, for me, it was milk. I remember when I was a kid, like after we got done eating, I'd pour me a big old glass of milk. Yeah, Mom, I'm going to drink all of it. You're going to drink all of it. I know, yeah, I'm going to drink all of it. You're going to sit there until you drink it all. Okay. There are a lot of nights I sat there a long, long time. Uh, She taught me weather. It looks as if a tornado had ran through your room. She taught me the circle of life. I brought you in this world. I can take you out. My dad said that a lot. My mom didn't really say it. My dad said it more than my mom. She taught me behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. (coughs) She taught me envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have a mother like you do. And for whatever reason, I'm usually I'm usually kind of cool-headed when I stand up here, when, and I'm always thankful for this opportunity. But I'm going to tell you something, man. I am so nervous this morning. And I think it's because I don't know if I can truly convey the love that a mom has I mean, I'm a guy, I'm a dad, you know how dads are, dads are like, just go, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, but moms, man, they sit there and they listen, and they decipher, and they give you, they give you the right information, they give you the correct words that, that, that'll make you feel better, and I'm just not that guy, you know, and so I'm kind of nervous, so just pray for me, I hope everything works out the way I'd planned for it too. but if it don't, it's going to work out the way God wants it to, and that'll work for me too, um, before we get in the Word, let's pray real quick. Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for all the moms around the world. I thank you, Lord, for the love that you put inside of them, Lord, to love us like you do, Father God. And, Lord, I thank you for this Word. I thank you for your the opportunity to share it today, Father God. And I pray again that my words not be my words, but they be your words, Father God, and that they change hearts today, Lord, and again, that we live differently than we did when we came today, Father God. And Lord, I pray that we can we can show our moms today, Father God, the love that you have shown us and the love that they have shown us. If we don't do it exactly, Father God, at least we can do it to where they know that they are loved today, Father. And I thank you for all that you've done in this in this church and our lives, Father God, and I give you all the praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so if you could turn with me to Luke chapter Luke chapter one, verse thirty-four through thirty-eight. And I, as, as I was studying this week, I could have went a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different mamas in the Bible. You know, we could have started off with Eve, you know, with, with Cain and Abel. I mean, I don't even know how you would handle some handle one of your kids killing your other kid. I don't even know how that works. You know, but she she loved him no matter what. You know, we could have went with Sarah. I mean, God come to her and said, listen, you're going to have a kid. And She's like, God, I'm like 900 years old. There's no way I can have a child. I mean, in today's society, if you're, you know, I guess over 35, you're old. You know, she was almost 900. I just couldn't imagine. You know, but, but as I started looking and as I started researching, I just came back to Mary for whatever reason. And I know, you know, I mean, obviously she was Jesus' mom, and, but, you know, she was one of the most important, prolific mothers in history. I mean, she gave birth to Jesus. She was a virgin, and she gave birth to the Son of Man, you know. And for her to do what she did when, you know, when the angel came to her and spoke to her and not to get spooked and freaked out and been like, yo, that's, that's wild. I mean, she was committed from day one. And so I just got, like, I just got three points I want to share. I'm going to be real quick. I'm not going to be too long. Um, I mean, you know, my mom's has this weekend. She went on our first camping trip. And she left, what, Thursday, was it? And it was funny because I remember, you know, like when I turned 16 and I went on my first little drive by myself, my mom was all like telling me all this stuff, you know, okay, look for other cars, make sure you use your blinker, 10 and 2, yada, 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 being all nice and sweet and making sure I had everything in line. I was doing the same thing to my mom Thursday. It was her first little trip. She bought, for those of you, and I'll give you the backstory. When my grandmother passed away, she lived up in, up in um, Cabbage Town, and my mom lived with her. And so when she passed away, my mom sold the house. She lived out in Bremen for a little while. She bought a camper. She said she'd always wanted a camper, so she went and bought a new truck, a new camper, and she moved out to Bremen with some friends of hers for a minute. And then she conned me in. Well, I say conned me in. I thought it was a con at first, but now I'm kind of blessed because my mom lives in my backyard, and I ain't got to go far to talk to her, so I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm the winner on that end. So she lives in my backyard in her camper, um, but this was the first time that she had, she had gone on her own little journey. She, you know, she met some friends with hers, and she's pulling a camper by herself, and I don't know if you've ever pulled a camper or a trailer. A trailer's not as bad, but a camper's a little bit heavier, a little bit weirder, and no offense, but for a woman to pull a camper, it's a little, it's a little, little you know, nerve-wracking for, for her, and so I was telling her everything. I was like, okay. Make sure the lights are hooked up. Make sure your bright lights work. Make sure your blinkers work. Just go slow. This and that. And so I kind of felt like I was in my mom's shoes Thursday. But she's on her first camping trip this weekend. And she she's supposed to be home today. But she said it's raining, so I may not see her till tomorrow. But anyway, so I got three little points. And um so the first one, we're gonna look, we're gonna read Luke chapter one, verse thirty-four through thirty-eight. Verse 38 says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Number one, a mother called by God submits fully to God. A mother called by God submits fully to God. When Mary was a teenager, she was confronted with a challenge to be completely submitted to God's will. When Gabriel gave her the angelic message that she was to carry the Christ, Mary was stunned. The key phrase in verse 38 is, I am the Lord's servant, may it be. I mean, she was a teenager, and an angel came to her and said, listen, you're going to carry the Son of Man, and you're going to call him Jesus. I mean, first of all, at 18, for an angel to show up like that had to freak her out. I'm just being honest. I mean, if I, you know, I, I, I wasn't 18 too, too long ago, but if I could think back to being 18, that would really kind of do something to me, and I'd be kind of like, whoa, I don't know if this is real or not, but she understood who God was, and she understood that God called her to be a mom, and she was fully committed to it. Number two, a mother called by God does not have to be perfect. Listen, ladies, y'all don't have to be perfect, and I know in the society we live in, You're supposed to be perfect, take the perfect picture, have the perfect outfit, have the perfect kid, the perfect baseball player, the perfect cheerleader, you know, the perfect football, all that. You don't have to be perfect. And that's John chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. Kind of getting ahead of myself. I told y'all, man, I'm nervous. I don't know what it is. I got way ahead of myself on this one. I think I'm using notes. I usually don't use notes, but I wanted to get this right. I wanted to get this perfect. But sometimes, you know, perfect don't work. You don't, you don't have to be perfect. And, you know, I'm not going to be perfect today. This isn't going to be, you know, a a church or, or an aisle running screaming match. But I just want you guys, I just want you ladies to know, man, like we love y'all. and We're so appreciative of you. And there's things that you guys do that there's no way a man could do it. And for a man to stand up on Mother's Day and talk about the love a mother has is kind of weird, but let me let me assure you, I truly believe that God made wo- uh, God made it w- possible for a woman to be a mother than a man on purpose, because there's no way we can do what y'all do, no way on God's green earth. Thursday, Caitlin had had prom. And so my job allows me to do things, you know, while Chrissy's at school and get things ready and this and that. So I had to go and take her, get her hair done, had to go buy a boutonniere, had to go buy flowers. There was other, I was trying to get stuff ready for Mother's Day. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of weird. And so I'm like, I got this thought in my head how I'm going to do things. So I took her to get her hair done. We went and got the boutonniere, got a couple other things done for the prom. like, okay, well, I got like an hour and a half. I'll go do everything else. Well, I tried to go do everything else, and it didn't. Done, and it just didn't work out. It just didn't, and I got frazzled. And I was, and in the back of my head, I was like, "You know what? If Christy was here, it'd be smooth sailing. I'd be cool as a cucumber." And so I texted her, and I was like, "Babe, thank you." And that's all I said to her. I just said thank you for doing what you do, and not because she's the mother to my kids. But she's a mama to me, she keeps me in line. she keeps me straight because there's times where I will fly off the handle and she- li- listen, bro, you got to calm down just a bit. you know what I'm saying like what you know what you're about to say now is going to affect your future. Guys don't think that way. we just shoot from the hip, but women think, and we're so thankful for that, and I know a lot of times we don't say that, but we're thankful for the way you guys think. Sometimes I know we're like, you know what, just quit thinking you know like like they say a, a man's a man's brain is just kind of straight up and down. Have you ever seen those little maps where, like, a man goes into Walmart and shops, and it's just like a big old circle? And a woman goes to Walmart and shops, and it's all over the place, up, down, left, right, you know? I enjoy that, up, down, left, right, all that sometimes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, not all the time. Sometimes women, listen, y'all got to turn it off. Just go to sleep, you know? I mean, just stop thinking sometimes. And I tell Christy that because I'm the type of guy, like, I lay down in bed, and I guarantee you, three minutes, and I'm out. And she's like, how do you do that? It's like, because I just cut everything out. I don't care anymore. When I'm in the, when, you know, when it's time to go to sleep, it's time to go to sleep. Like, that's it. I don't care what's happening tomorrow. I don't care what's happening three weeks from tomorrow. When it's bedtime, it's bedtime. But y'all are always thinking, you know. And I know a lot of times we don't say thank you enough, but thank you. Because y'all keep us out of trouble. Y'all keep our kids out of trouble. Y'all keep other people that we don't even care about out of trouble. <laughs> because you're thinking, and I'm so grateful, and I think about my mom. You know, my mom used to be the same way. She was just always thinking, oh, okay, you got to have this. You got to have that. Mom, I'm good. You know, I'm not, I'm good. I got it. You know, but she just wanted to make sure that, that we were well taken care of, and, and a man wouldn't do that. So I know, I know in my heart that God picked a woman to have babies over a man for a reason. And that's because y'all can love a lot better than we can. And I'm thankful for that. Not just that, but we ain't got to endure that childbirth pain. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Chrissy's got this little thing that's like a little pulse lock machine thing. And I don't know if y'all seen those little videos where the, peop- where the guys put them little things on the labor deals. Well, Chrissy did that to me one time. She snuck up on me and slapped it on the back because my, my shoulder was hurting. She cranked that joker up. I was like, oh, God, I about fell down. And she's like, that's what childbirth is like. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad I ain't got to deal with it. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. But let's read John chapter 2, 1 through 5. It says, on the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been involved in the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. And listen, kids, don't ever say that to your mama. Don't ever call her woman. She's mama or mother. Or yes, ma'am. Don't, I wouldn't listen. This is Jesus we're talking about. He can say anything to anybody. It's all right. You ain't Jesus. Don't be calling your, mo- your, your mother a woman. That ain't going to work. Don't buck up to mama. You can buck up to daddy sometimes, but don't buck up to mama. She's, I, learned that, I learned that the hard way. But a mother called by God doesn't have to be perfect. Anybody know who Dr. Benjamin Carson is? He's a well-renowned surgeon for what, was J- John Hopkins uh, Hospital, whatever it is. Well, I read a thing about him, and it said that when, he, when him and his brother Curtis had to be a good, good dude, he's got a good name. When him and his brother were young, his mom used to tell them, so listen, I need the book reports from y'all. Y'all going to write me some book reports? And they were like, no, nah, we really don't want to. She made him write book reports. So every month and a half, two months or whatever he said, they'd spit out a book report. And they did this their entire childhood entire childhood from the time. They so when Ben got into, like, middle school, it said middle school, early high school, so I'm guessing probably eighth, ninth grade, he realized something. Or his mom told him that, you know, I can't read. And so he questioned. He was like, why did we make all these, why did we make all these, you know, book reports for you? Because he was thinking, he was reading reading the books writing the report and mom was reading them you know just to you know whatever but it's because she wanted them to be better than she wanted them to be better than she was she couldn't read but she didn't take that imperfection and pass it on to her young she took that imperfection and she perfected on it and she made them read and now we know who Dr. Ben Carson is I mean he's you know he's an author he's a doctor you know he's just he's world renowned and so in this in this in this passage uh, Jesus said to Mary, woman, why do you involve me? It's not my time. Two things. Again, ch- kids don't try that at home. And Mary's request and conversation to Jesus appeared to be aligned in what Jesus was ready to do. Now, she may have been fully committed to God, but she, was in, she, was, she wasn't perfect. She stepped in between God and his miracle working time. And he was like, Listen, I got things to do. I'm not worried about these people drinking. Here we go again. Listen, mama's thinking, Okay, there's nothing, there's no water for anybody to drink. We got to get something for him to drink. And Jesus is like, Nah, I don't care about that. I got better things to do, you know? So again, always thinking. Y'all are always thinking. It drives me insane sometimes. And the third one, and this is the last one. A mother called by God never relinquishes the title. A woman called by God, a mother called by God never relinquishes the title. Let's turn to Matthew 12. I went old school today. I brought the Bible instead of my phone. So we're going to read read, uh, Matthew 12, 46 through 50. It says, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside waiting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing Pointing to his disciples, he said, for here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of the Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And this goes back to not being perfect. You know, again, Jesus was doing the Father's job. Jesus was doing the Father's work. And she's like, hey, I need to speak to my son for a second. I know he's performing miracles, but I need to speak to Jesus. And he's like, no, man, I got things to do. Like, quit thinking. It's cool. Just let me do my thing, you know. And so, but you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And again, the last one, a mother called by God never relinquishes the title. And we'll go back to John chapter 19, verse 25. I think it's up on the screen. It says, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Mary was there to the very end. She was there from the beginning when the angel showed, hey, you're going to have a baby you going to name him Jesus. He's going to be the son of man. He's going to save the world. I mean, just imagine that responsibility. At 18, I mean, she was, but she never wavered. And she's like, you know what? Listen, if you're going to choose me, that's cool. Choose me. I'll take it. I'll do whatever I got to do. And even though she was imperfect, you know, she wasn't perfect through the years and she did some things wrong, she was still chosen by God. Now, moms, you're not going to get it perfect all the time. You're not going to get it right. My mama, there were there were a few times my mama didn't get it right. Either she told me to do something, you know, she didn't lead me down. I mean, you know, sh- she didn't do things right in her life. It was never with me. But some of, some of the choices she made, you know, they weren't right. They weren't the right ones. You know, some of the financial choices, you know, my mom and my dad divorced when I was eight. And she was a mom and a dad for five, six years. And there were things that she did and she tried to do and she thought was going to be beneficial and they weren't and she failed at some things but she was nev- she never wavered from being my mom she never wavered, f- wavered from raising my my me and my brother right she never ever got out of God's will I mean I've told you before when she was about eight I think I, th- I think I shared this on um Palm Sunday we started going to church when I was about eight and our neighbor next door invited her for to church for two years, for two years, and she finally went to church, and when she went to church, man, she, she was 178%, I mean, she just went at it, you know, and she got in, she got in God's love, and she got a taste of who God was, and that's how she raised my brother and I, and I mean, we, you know, we, we were, I've never not gone to church, I mean, that's just how it was, you know, my mom instilled that in me, you always go to church no matter what. And when I say when I was a kid, I mean, and Tommy can vouch for this, man. There were times on Wednesday nights we'd fall asleep up under the pew. Sunday nights we'd fall asleep up under the pew. I mean, if there was something going on on Saturdays, we were there. It didn't matter. Church came first in everything in my life when I was a child, and that's because my mom. My mom truly believed and truly understood what God wanted her to do and how God wanted her to raise her kids, and so, and she did that, and I and and. You know, I I know my mom's going to be there until the very end. My mom's never going to relinquish the title of, of, of a mom. I'm 40. Oh I'm 41. I'll be 42 in November. And my brother's 37. He's four years younger than me. You know, I mean, she's never going to stop being a mom. And just like I said earlier, she lives in my backyard. So mama's right outside the door, you know, and I love it. I know and I've told some people that they're like, man, your mom lives in your backyard. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's cool. I can send the kids over there. Hey, you wanna go hang out with Grandma G? Go on. You know, you get on my nerves. Get out. She's right back there. You know, and I love it. And so I just want to I have a few other scriptures I want to run through real quick. And it's not gonna take long, I promise. And we don't have to read them all. I'm just I just wanna if you if you want a copy of them, I'll give you a copy of them, because it's a lot. It's about thirteen of them. But I, there was one that there was one that I wanted to read. And maybe we'll, we'll bring this one up. Revelation chapter eight verse four. You got that one, Brandon? It says, "The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people." Went up before God from the angel's hand. And I think, I think what we need to do as a church, and I'm not speaking to the moms right now. I'm speaking to the church, everybody but the moms, or I guess everybody. But, man, we got to lift our moms up. we got to pray for our moms. Fellas, if you're married or if, you got, if your girlfriend's a mom or your ex-wife, whatever, if you got kids, you need to pray for your for your kid's mama because they go through some things. They go through some things. I've seen my wife go through some things with kids, and I, our kids are great. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they stress out. Well, we don't. Again, our mind is just, their mind is, you know, but we need, and, and as a church, as a church, we need to lift up the moms in our church we need to lift up our, the moms in our congregation and i just want you to know from from the leadership here at revolution church we want to say thank you to all the moms that are, that are here to all the moms that are represented here even if your mom's not here thank them today wish them a happy happy mother's day and we just want to say thank you from this church and i want to end this i want to end service in a different way and i'm done Service in a different way, and this goes way back to the way I was raised. If everybody will stand up, we're going to link hands, and we're going to hold hands all through this place, and we're going to lift, especially the mothers up in prayer, but we're going to lift everybody that's represented here today in prayer. And so if you could, just, and we can cross the aisles, grab hands, want everybody connected, because there's power in numbers. And if we all come together and if we all pray and we're all in agreement, then God will notice that from heaven, and he'll send down his blessings on us. And so, Lord, I want to thank you for this day today, Father God. I want to thank you for this time and this opportunity, and I know this is probably a weird sermon, and it, and it didn't, you know, it's not the norm, but Father God, I just want to thank you for the mothers today. I thank you that we're able to celebrate our moms today. And, Lord, as we close out service and we end today, Father God, and we're linked up and we're holding hands and we're joined together today, Father God, I pray a special blessing over all the moms that are represented here this morning. And, Lord, I pray you just continue blessing them, you continue touching them. Father, continue giving them wisdom. And, Lord, I pray as as a man who has a wife that's a mom and a man who has a mom, Lord, that I'm able to give them strength. And I'm able to, Father God, to be the spiritual leader of my household. And I pray that every man in this place prays that prayer. Lord, that we can give you thanks and glory and honor because even though you chose a woman to be a mother, you chose us to to, to be the leaders. And, Father God, I pray that we lead our household today, Father God. Lord, again, thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be able to you know, celebrate our moms for the ones that don't have moms and maybe they're in heaven and they're looking down upon us. I, I thank you for that. I thank you for them today, Father God. And Lord, I pray that we can go through this day just happy as can be and that we, you know, take care of our moms today and we nurture our moms today that this is their special day, Lord. Again, I give you all the praise and the glory and honor. In your precious name, I pray. Amen.